about the podcast. This week we have a pretty special episode because I am reviewing a book that was turned into a movie. So I figured I would go over what I thought about the book first and then I'll bring in Sebastian and we will discuss the movie. Um, so the book is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I read this book about the first week or so of August, um, and the movie came out, like, around that time as well. So I read this just before watching the movie. Um, Sebastian did not read this. I was the only one who read this. That's another disclaimer. Um, but yeah, this was released on Amazon Prime. Since I have a, um, Prime membership, I watched it. Um, but we will start with the book. So first off, I have the collector's edition, which you should be able to see. Um, I highly recommend getting this version of the book because it comes with this gorgeous hardcover. People on YouTube can see. Um, very beautiful baby blue. And then there is this art right on the cover here on both sides that I think is just gorgeous. So if you're going to buy this book, get the collector's edition because it's beautiful. But anyways, um, the book itself I absolutely loved. I read it over the course of about two days or so um, and I fell in love with the characters. If you don't know what this book is about, it follows um, Alex who is the president's son and Henry who is the Prince of England. And so they, it's like enemies to friends to lovers type thing. Um, and so I was very excited when I bought this. I didn't read it for a little bit just because I had other like things on my TBR. But as soon as I started reading it, I knew that this was like a book that I vibed very well with. Um, very easy read. I really got to know Alex a lot. Um, I loved him as like a protagonist, I love hearing his thoughts, um, he was like a very good protagonist overall, and I thought the relationship between Alex and Henry flowed very nicely. What I think was really cool about this book, and I'll probably put like pictures of it on the screen as well, is that they share quite a few texts and emails through the book that are just printed on the page. Like, they don't use all of, like, the normal book descriptions to talk about the emails they sent. They just literally copy and paste their emails into the book. Which I think really helps with, like, feeling like you're really in Alex's mind. Because you see the texts coming in, you see the emails coming in. I am curious if the email address that they used works. Because they list, like, a full, like, email address that they use, what time it was sent, what day it was sent. So I, I thought that was very funny. Um, I really enjoyed, like, how, I don't know how to describe it, but there was, like, so many characters that I think really helped shape Alex in his journey to discovering, one, that he has feelings for a guy, and two, that that guy is Henry. Um, I absolutely adored his sister, June. I thought she was really awesome and special, and she clearly was, like, an amazing um, big sister who was also willing to take bullets basically for her brother. Um, his parents, they were, I admit I liked them, I, I liked them somewhat. I understand why the movie changed up the parents dynamics. 
Um, but I did like them in both. I don't know if I'm making sense. I like them 50-50. I like how they were written about, but I think the edits also helped them as well. Um, and I'll talk about the book to movie translation um, as well uh, later on. I think with Henry's family, it made complete sense. I felt like I totally understood where Henry was coming from. I loved his sister B. I loved learning about her. It's a shame that she wasn't really a character in the movie. I thought she was kind of equivalent to June and how they both helped their brother's like character arc. Um, but other than that, I really enjoyed... <laughs> I don't say I enjoyed it. It was really heartbreaking to hear about Henry's story, but I enjoyed seeing his progression as a character into accepting this relationship and willing to kind of talk about it. Uh, obviously this book is set in the present day, but also not, because um, it's a president that doesn't exist in the real world, but all the real world implications of these two people's relationship are included. Um, it was it was definitely shocking at times. Um, I don't want to spoil everything about the book, but there was times where I felt so heartbroken for both of them. Um, I'm sure if you've read the book or watched the movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's basically the climax of the movie. Um, but I felt extremely heartbroken reading the book more so than the movie because we saw Alex break down in a way that I don't think was translated well in the movie. Um, so I thought it was just really well written. I felt like I really understood who these two people were and I I grieved for them as well as rooted for them and of course it has a happy ending. Spoiler alert, it has a happy ending. Um, so I just, I felt very rewarded at the end. But other than that, I really liked the book. This is a five star read for me. Um, highly recommend it. It, I've heard some people complain that it was a little too spicy, if you know what I mean. Um, I think it depends on your preferences. Things are described in detail, other things are not described. It's sort of, you know, time jump, if you know what I mean. Um, so if you don't want anything described to you, if you don't like that, maybe this isn't the book for you. But if you like a little bit of a description, but not, you know, so awful a description, I would get this book. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It doesn't give you any sort of cringe when reading those scenes. I didn't feel awkward or anything. It just felt intimate and loving and like they were just having fun with each other. It's very different to other actual books like erotic books, um, because obviously those ones, they're meant for that shock factor. This is not that. This is more their relationship and how it progresses into the whole, we're friends with benefits, but then suddenly become lovers, that kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty good. But now that we have addressed the book, I'm going to bring in Sebastian and we're going to talk about the movie. Well, hello. Thank Welcome you so back. much for inviting me to, I don't know what this, is this half booked? 
have yeah, movie review. Yeah, have booked, have movie review. So, I mean, today I'm your guest. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I feel, I feel like such. formal. Okay. I just need to shout out really quick for those that are watching the YouTube. Look at this beautiful candle. Kaylin got this, what, 10 years ago? <laughs> I was 13 when this was gifted to me. It's a big old candle. But I lived in a house full of asthmatics, so it was never burned yeah. until now. And I also want to shout out Caitlin that went on a small Target trip yesterday and bought milk, milk frother. <laughs> you almost couldn't say it. <laughs> a milk frother, so you can froth up our coffee yes. cream. And it's so really we are good. prepared. The vibes are, we are great. Immaculate for vibes. A movie review. So let's get into this. Mm -hmm. I mean, a red wine, royal blue. Yeah. What an unexpected movie for me to like. So you actually liked it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed my time. I didn't think you actually like were like fully like, oh wow, I actually enjoyed this movie. No, I was enjoying the movie quite a bit actually. I mean, it's one of those... <laughs> I don't see it as a movie. No, I get that. It's more yeah. so like a, a 2000s Disney Channel original movie kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I literally was watching this and... <laughs> I think I texted you being like, you need to watch this movie because it doesn't feel like a yeah. movie. Like it does have those like early 2000s, mm -hmm. like Disney Channel vibe, even though it's not appropriate for Disney Channel. Um, and also you mentioned um, like Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries vibe. And I also, yeah. now that I think about it, it reminds me a little bit of that one movie from um, Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, and they, they like made the movie? Yeah, I have the same feeling with okay. that, which is like, it's not really a movie, it's mm -hmm. just like a longer episode kind of thing. Okay, yeah. It feels like I it fits that. within mm -hmm. a narrative. Yeah. But that's kind of the feeling. I mean, it's in, in part because of the weird windscreen, windscreen, <laughs> the weird green screen that <laughs> yeah, they that, did. Yeah, that green screen, there was moments where I was like, Ugh. Yeah, it's like the, the not that quality. Mm-hmm. But like really low budget, but you try your best to hide it kind of thing. Right, deal. from what I expected for Amazon Prime, it wasn't bad green screen. Like, I expected mm -hmm. good green screen. Oh, for sure. For Amazon sure. is so huge. Yeah. And they have really good shows. But I don't actually. know if they just lowered the budget for mm -hmm. this project or what, but... I mean, I just watched Twisted Metal. Is that on, on Peacock? Never mind. That's on Peacock. Well, that's a, it's a similar system in which like you wouldn't expect this to be their main gig. Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime right. and Peacock with NBC. But even Twisted Metal had better green screen. I know. Better special effects. Yeah. But maybe that comes with the territory seeing as Twisted Metal is like a video game and like yeah. inspired while this mm -hmm. is just based off a book. And also Twisted Metal doesn't take itself, itself seriously. And I think this movie was trying to be... I mean, obviously it had its comedy mm -hmm. moments, but it was mostly an, a, a drama. A rom-com. Rom it was a rom-com yeah. through and through. Um, very... Funny. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, though. I did, I did, I did. I felt like I... And by initially watching it, I thought as if I would have to force you to watch the no, whole thing. No, and I, I mean, we left it when we were watching it. We left it, like, halfway through, mm -hmm. or a couple, one hour left of the movie. And we didn't watch it for a couple of days, and I was like, we gotta finish this. Like, mm -hmm. I, I wanna know what happens. Well, that's great. I mean, it's not the greatest movie, mm -hmm. but it, it's a fun time. Yeah, you enjoyed yeah. while you were watching it, but you wouldn't necessarily... Rewatch it. Rewatch Because, well, one... Disclaimer, he never rewatches anything. So that comment almost yeah, not means really. nothing. But also just on the basis of like, this is a good movie mm -hmm. for a fun, casual watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, you play movies on the background. Princess 24. Diaries <laughs> is like the film that I constantly 
constantly rewatch. She was, and I'm was like feeling like this movie brings out those same nostalgic. I could just have this on the TV in the background mm -hmm. and be happy. For sure. I mean, you watched it three times so already. far, thus far. Since and it came out like a month ago. A month ago, yeah. You watched it once because By you had myself. to watch it the first day in bed. The second phone. time you rewatched it for so many. I rewatched it. I think it might have even been that same day. My goodness. Because I had a nail appointment and I like, <laughs> had it on my phone in my lap. And then the following day, like, we gotta watch this. Yeah. So you watch that third time two days in a row. It's become a comfort movie, oddly enough. Yeah. So. Shall we get into some reviews, you think? Yeah. Um, first, wanna... I wanted to mention, because I mentioned this in the book segment uh, portion, mm -hmm. where I was going to talk about some things that were featured in the book but not the movie. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we all know not everything from the book can translate well into the movie. Correct. I have seen a little bit of criticism for the choices that they made. I understand some of them. I disagree with some of them. Okay. So I mentioned the sisters in the book review. There was you June. You were telling me a couple of things and, that were different yeah. as we were watching June it. was Alex's older sister in the books. Mm -hmm. Beatrice is Henry's older sister. B is in the movie, but kind of a non-existent role. She doesn't have much lines. She's not really involved in the story. And, and June just simply doesn't exist. I really like June. So I was a little surprised not mm -hmm. seeing her there. Um, the best friend, Nora, um, that was in the books, just sort of like replaces that role in Alex's life. Which I think is why I'm like okay with it. Because I understand bringing in a whole other person means that the movie might be longer. Mm -hmm. So I understand cutting one person to just have a best friend that's like right there. Um, also, the parents. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just moving the mic so I can feel more comfy. The, Alex's parents in the books are divorced mm -hmm. and fight um, here and there. And it causes Alex to kind of turn to Alex to, for like some support and comfort. Okay. Um, in the movie, they're married couple and they're... She's still the president, he's still a congressman, but they're married together as a unit. And very like together. Mm -hmm. They're not on the verge of separating or anything. I can see also why they did that to cut time off the movie. Yeah. But I feel like and not take away from the main plot. Exactly. But I feel like it helped open Alex up to talking to Henry in the book. So mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed from a book standpoint <laughs> because I think it helped them become better friends because Alex and Henry first just become friends and talk to each other about their problems mm -hmm. and turn to each other um so it's kind of sad that that is that was not able to be translated into yeah and this one it was a pretty quick shift between them two it was and I mean mm -hmm. I guess it was like oh but I've liked you since the first time I see you that was Henry yeah but it doesn't really feel like that mm -hmm. to the audience it more feels like you saw each other then for some reason you hate each other yeah. But then he's like, oh no, we actually really like each other. Mm -hmm. And it was immediate. Yeah, I definitely think in the movie, things just got yeah. quick. It felt much quicker than in the book. Um, mm -hmm. So by the time like you got to them being more like friends with benefits, yeah. you're like, wow, that was fast. Like, mm -hmm. wow. I mean, at least like the love portion, I feel still felt yeah. nice there was a separation between them just being sort of casual to being in love mm -hmm. i think that still translated well in the movie but the book i feel like just obviously did that a one thing better. that was in my head at all times watching this movie is the fact that in real life you never see the first child with the prince or the princess mm -hmm. ever like it's not in the movie it's such a big deal that you have to be good friends 
and you have right. to keep this uh, show going uh, to show people that we're allies or whatever it is. But in real life, it feels like it doesn't even matter and it mm-hmm. wouldn't happen at all. The first child and the prince or princess I hanging mean, together. Yeah, I think that that's the interesting part about this book because it's set in the present, mm-hmm. but like an alternate reality yeah, exactly. kind of thing, you know? So it like was if anything, really I don't know who the first kid is at all. I think the first kid, I think, is in their 30s. Yeah. <laughs> right now, at least, yeah. Um, the only other thing that I'll say is about the antagonist of the movie. The antagonist of the movie oh is a journalist that Alex had had a relationship before um, and broke it off. And that journalist basically was jealous that he was mm-hmm. with Henry and decides to out them to the world. Now, in the book, this is so much more complex. <laughs> and a lot of people have hated, like, why they did that to the movie. But in, in the book, that. it is actually really <laughs> complex. So much so that I don't even know how to describe it properly. It's just basically the president's political opponent was the one who outed them in the mm-hmm. book. Spoiler alert. Um, I'll put a spoiler alert there. <laughs> <laughs> the video. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like, because of the the political stuff and whatnot that happened in the books, it felt more sinister because the direct Republican opponent was responsible for mm-hmm. Alex and Henry's outing to the world. It felt like crazier where I feel like in the movie, they're definitely going for more of like the, the jealous person yeah. fights back kind of thing. And I've seen people get mad about that before. Um, but honestly, again, you have to translate it to a 90 something minute mm-hmm. movie and that was such like a getting complex into so much plot. politics. Yeah, like Democrat versus Republican. Like they, even though it's a political movie, they kind of left all of that politics yeah. out because <laughs> it would it would have been complicated to describe on the screen. So mm-hmm. while I understand why people are upset that that was not translated at all, that they just kind of completely rewrote the antagonist to be basically all around evil. You gotta choose your battles. I get why they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. My mother has just arrived in the building. You want to say hi to my mom? <laughs> Hello. Over here. Ben. Ben. Venga. 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 That's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go into reviews? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. I found a variety of reviews. I believe this first one is not good. I can't remember. (laughs) This is from um, Rolling Stone. Yeah, Rolling Stone. So. There are several cute nods to Mick Quiston as the story's originator, both in the form of a quick shot of her lesbian romance One Last Stop and in an election night cameo, which may mollify any disgruntled fans of the book. 
And as first female president and mom, Thurman's presence on screen is only outshone by her booming, wildly inconsistent, but incredibly fun Texas accent. Zachary Perez, who is technically supposed to be the main character, tried his damnedest to elevate his performance above Hallmark levels, but is immediately surpassed by Galitzine, I think that's how you say his last name, at every turn. Just so you know, Perez, Alex, Galitzine, Henry. Oh my goodness. Um, in fact, Galancine does so much for the film that it starts to make you question why he's even there rather than auditioning to be Christopher Nolan's next leading man. But the chemistry never evolves into anything beyond friendliness, leaving Galtazine to do all the heavy lifting. And in a wild turn of events, the only other person who seems to know what the hell they're doing is Zara Bankston, played by Sarah Shahi. I hope I'm saying that right. President Claremont's deputy chief of staff. Shahi is brash, hilarious, and elevates the sagging dialogue into some genuinely comical moments. In the past two years, queer rom-coms have often been weighed down by what they have to represent. They are first or historic or unapologetically queer, laden mm -hmm. with buzzwords and expectations that annoyingly have real-world impact on the next films made. With Red, White, and Royal Blue seemingly attempting to straddle the line between book talk virality and on-screen sensuality, the film is content with being merely rewatchable. It's easy to imagine someone finishing it and not remembering enough to click play again a few weeks later. For a more ambitious film, that would be seen as defeat. But the Prime Video original actually manages to achieve a small victory. Its coronation as a surface level watch going down as easily as that faded wedding cake. I think this review is actually pretty on point. Yeah. Because I think we can all agree that this is not a great movie. But in the, it's in like, like the grand scheme of things. It's like it's for not what it best. is, it did its job. Yeah. Well done. Mm -hmm. But it didn't try to go. I mean, it, they use the word, the word Hallmark movie, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the perfect way to describe it. Really? Yeah. See, I don't know if you've watched enough Hallmark, because Hallmark really goes into the cringe. I can't say I felt as much cringe in this you movie. You did not? Okay, if you feel differently, speak now. My goodness, when I saw <laughs> these two guys speaking in Spanish, Okay, we do need to talk about that. I wanted to die. Yeah, yeah. So Alex's character is supposed to be the son of a white Texan woman mm -hmm. and a Mex son of a Mexican immigrant. So he's like half and half, half white, half Mexican. Um, he sure looks the part with yeah. his tan skin, black hair, that kind of thing. But as soon as he starts speaking Spanish, it completely goes away. It was he cannot so speak bad. Spanish. And I literally, when I first watched it, I was like, I need you to react to this. Because I was absolutely disgusted. I feel like I have a better accent than he was yeah. trying to give across. And of course, the journalist antagonist character was a little better because it seems like yeah. he actually knows the language. Mm -hmm. But the, the guy, guy who plays Alex just was words. not. Yeah, when you say it doesn't tap into the cringe, it definitely does. Okay, on that part, I do agree. Yes. But on the actual friendship stuff, I didn't feel well, as much cringe. When it was like Alex and Henry. You were telling me how many people feel like in the movie mm -hmm. um, there's not as much chemistry, or that in the yeah. movie they just don't have chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of the same reason. Much of their mm -hmm. stuff that they do, that is like romantic or loving, is just cringe. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why a lot of people don't think that it was so much chemistry and more so just like fictional love like hmm. completely made up and not well done I can understand that I definitely think I definitely think the guy who played Henry really did a good job mm -hmm. I think the cringe more so comes 
from Alex because there was certain times more so at the beginning where I I can't say like I 100% believed yeah. him because like I know in the books he's he's supposed to really not understand his own identity he's supposed to be kind of more bad boy mm -hmm. f-boy vibes kind of thing that's what he's giving off but I feel like he kept that even when it was supposed to be more like loving with Henry mm -hmm. you know what I mean and that just could be a personality thing there were some times that I just couldn't believe it so I understand that but I can't say for me that I've cringed as hard as I have in other movies well Christmas with Holly that's a Hallmark movie mm -hmm. and that's not cringe at all I do love that movie yeah, I don't think it's cringe. Well, that's good. That there, there's one Hallmark <laughs> movie that is not cringe. Anyways, yeah. Let's so, get into the second review. Second review. I actually found this. It's JeevesReads.com. Okay. And this person did not read the book, but they did watch the movie, so they gave their review. So it's not Jeeves Reads, it's Jeeves Watch. Well, they apparently probably will buy the book after <laughs> watching the movie. Okay. So they say, as someone who has not, not read the book... I thought this was delightful. The casting was great and the chemistry between the two leads jumped off the screen from the moment they met. The opposites attract vibes were working for them and they both had such personality. I love the little bit of enemies to lovers romance at the beginning, which I'm assuming was condensed significantly for the movie format. If it's anything like the hating game adaptation, all of that enemies to lovers goodness is broken down to its essentials. I definitely wouldn't have minded more of it. As it is, this movie absolutely flies by. Before mm. you know it, these two are hooking up in secret with some serious spice. Well, it's because I, it, that happens really quick. It does. It does <laughs> actually happen really quick. I didn't know Amazon had it in them, lol, but the middle of the movie has quite a bit of heat. What I love most is that it felt like a true rom-com movie, not one of these action comedies with some romance thrown in, which seem to be the norm these days. It focuses on the relationship from start to finish, and the chemistry is the biggest win. These guys were adorable together. Um, yeah, I also agree. I did not know that Amazon would take the scenes out of the book and show them like they did. Uh -huh. I think they actually did a pretty good job at those scenes. Uh, what? I don't know. They, them saying that this is the movie that made, me, made them realize that Amazon has it in them, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I know, because from a movie people's standpoint, there's, so there's much better fun. things from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I want to mention the, the spicy scenes, because I mentioned this in the book. Mm. In the book, they, they do go into a little bit of detail, and it might not be comfortable for everybody. Then in the movie, we didn't see too much. And what we saw enough to, I, I saw people say this, that they felt like they were almost intruding into their private moment um, because of how delicately they graced the subject. Like, they weren't trying to make it, make those certain moments, mm -hmm. like, super sensationalized. And if they were a little bit more fun and flirty, they ended actually pretty quickly. And they continued on with the rest of the mm -hmm. plot. Um, so I think those scenes... I think they did a pretty good job. I don't job fully on. think uh, that it was like we were intruding in someone's mm -hmm. moment. It's really difficult to make that be the feeling. Right. Unless it's like a, a watcher. I'm spying on you mm -hmm. kind of deal. Uh, but I definitely agree that it was uh, really well done. Mm -hmm. um, and I can compare it to, say, a Viking, which has a lot of uh, essential moments. And it's definitely different. It's not so right. much lost more love mm -hmm. um, 
so that contrast definitely is there. Yeah. I feel like that's the moment where I actually like fully believed what was happening with our relationship in both their performances. I think. But didn't that happen like the second night? No. It, I get that the movie moved quickly. Yeah. But that the main moment where they really truly get together in Paris. Oh, but they've been getting the, together. That's the thing. Yeah, the fun and flirty stuff. It happens quickly, and we don't really actually see anything. Mm -hmm. But the one where they actually, you know, quote unquote, make love, you're just sort of you're not necessarily seeing anything, but you're seeing how they're looking at each other, mm -hmm. how they hold each other's hand, like the way that it's shot. You could have done that distastefully if you wanted to. Yeah. But the fact that they did it, I think, was really well done. Mm -hmm. so. Bare minimum here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we have Collider.com. They say, Director Matthew Lopez, who co-writes the script based on McQuiston's novel alongside Ted Malawer, does succeed at breathing new life into this enemies-to-lovers romance tale for both newcomers and diehard book fans alike. The biggest issues for Prime Video's big stream adaptation, however, are more def definitely found in uneven performances that even the best creative direction and fascinating directorial choices can't completely save. All that said, it's thrilling to watch Lopez make some interesting creative choices in his approach to this romance, several of which put a spin on what we've seen before on screen. Lovers of the original book know that for a while Alex and Henry are separated by distance and duty, mm -hmm. which means a heavy reliance on texting and phone calls, yes, even those, in this day and age. Rather than frame these late night talks with the actors in two separate rooms, Lopez, alongside cinematographer Stephen Goldblatt, flips the idea on its head by positioning Perez and Gautzine in the same place and sometimes even in the same bed. So we're given the visual of the two of them keeping each other company in a more intimate space, in spite of the fact that they're hundreds of miles away from each other in reality. Overall, in spite of its stumbles, Red, White, and Royal Blue is a charming and diverting rom-com that introduces a welcome new viewpoint to the long-running genre. And Alex and Henry's journey to love is sure to please both longtime fans of McQuiston's novel, as well as newer arrivals who are looking for a mostly solid entry point into romance itself. And they gave it a B. Mm -hmm. I really like what they did with texting. Mm -hmm. I think it was really well done and really well accomplished yeah. and really innovative. I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie before. No, not really. That's why I really enjoyed it. Because I was wondering, in a book full of emails and text messages, how are they going to film mm -hmm. that? So the fact that they had them in the same room, but like not even like mm -hmm. looking at each other, I thought was really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I especially it. liked, there was, there was a scene in which they were talking on the phone. And um, at the very end, when they were about to hang up, Henry's voice changes. So it sounds more like it's actually coming out of a speaker. Mm -hmm. And then he like fizzles into butterflies <laughs> or something like that. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. So, yeah. I mean, all in all, it was a really fun watch. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will not watch it again because, like you said, I don't really rewatch stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed my mm -hmm. time with it. And I agree with some of these reviews in which they say that it goes by fast. Yeah. I don't know how long it is, two hours maybe? But yeah, originally it, just... it could have been three. Mm, yeah, 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 I just yeah. watched actually a deleted scene, so they might have more coming out soon. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it could have been longer, but it mm -hmm. definitely went by fast. It didn't feel like a long movie. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, if they went in with the politics and all of that, it could have been a really long movie. And I think what the decisions yeah. that they made to cut stuff out and changing some other stuff mm -hmm. uh, really... Um, helped deliver the message of the movie itself mm -hmm. um, agree. because if you're trying to do a rom-com and you get into politics and it just starts getting a little dicey 
Right, and then you might lose the plot on the way to describing yeah. all of that. So yeah, I, I'm very happy that they chose to just stick with the I agree. the rom-com portion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you give it out of five clapping boards? I've been thinking about this, and I don't know, 3.5? 3.5? Okay, yeah, that's fair. I think it's a fair assessment mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Not about you. Um, so as I mentioned before, I gave the book a five out of five, just because I really enjoyed wow. my read. I'm actually surprised. Really? Yeah. Why? Because you're so picky with your books, and you have books yeah. that you like absolutely adore, mm -hmm. and I didn't think you would give a rando book. Well, it's just because I enjoyed the ride, and I, I was telling them how I really felt like I was inside mm -hmm. of their mind, and I got invested in their story, and that's mm -hmm. also, I think, why I love the movie so much. So is the movie um, on par? But the movie, I would give more like a 4, okay. like 3.84 in that range. I want to mm -hmm. go all the way to 3.5, because <laughs> I did really enjoy it, but I know it has shortcomings. Yeah. Um, where on like a technical standpoint, it's I mean like, you can write whatever you want, but you it's hard to shoot some stuff. Yeah, it's definitely hard. So, yeah, I loved the movie, but I know from a movie maker standpoint, it could have been mm -hmm. better, and they could have done other things to add in more of the plot points that I liked from the book mm -hmm. into the movie. But overall, I enjoyed it. You did too. I'm glad mm -hmm. you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I'll probably be watching it again soon. <laughs> that's just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you. Uh, well, for now, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and give us a like. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you can find us at That Film Couple. And if you're watching on YouTube and you're not listening to the podcast, you can find us as and cut an exclamation mark at the end on any of your favorite platforms for podcasting and you can also find us on instagram at and caught the podcast and you can find us on tiktok at that film couple so many finally, handles i know <laughs> finally you can find me on instagram at sebas alip and you can find me at kate johnston 62 on instagram as well now let you let us go this is your booked episode Thank you so much for being here for another booked episode, and I will see you guys in the next one. Let me know if there's any other books to movies you guys want me to talk about in the future. And, and cut! cut.